Welcome to Live Long and Dead. I'm your host, Cosmo. It is Thursday, March 17th. Happy St. Patty's Day. Um, so, busy podcast. Try and keep it short. Uh, James has been on medication now for uh, two weeks. And it's the blood pressure medication that's supposed to help with uh, impulse control. Uh, affect blood flow in the brain. <coughs> and... Uh, they want to avoid using stimulants because of his heart condition. Even though it's a corrected heart condition, stimulants they want to avoid. So that's why we're doing this. The doctor told us it was going to have a uh, side effect of making him tired, but that it takes a week or two to build up in the system. That night, the first day we gave it to him, it was a Monday. He comes home from hop keto, super tired and lethargic. And we're like, oh, buddy, it's just a Monday. You know, it's, just, it's not the medicine. But Tuesday, Wednesday, he was the same and super flat, like monotone. You'd ask him, hey, James, how are you feeling? I'm fine, Dad. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm great. That was his response. And he had real heavy eyes. It was really disconcerting. Uh, Heidi and I did not panic, though. We're like, okay, this even though the doctor said it would take a week or two to start showing effects, it's got to be his body adjusting, right? And things will get better. So it was disconcerting, but we did not panic. We had a Thursday telehealth appointment with the doctor, the psychiatrist. Um, but at Wednesday, it's an early day from school, so he gets home at 1230. And the baby's child development therapist is over, and he loves going outside and playing with her. And he's usually super animated. And he was just like, oh, yay, she's here. And he was very calm. And it's like, okay, we want it to help him with impulse control and help him calm down a little bit. But it's a fine line. You don't want to take the spark away. He's a fun, sweet kid. And it was disconcerting seeing him so flat. And uh, Thursday, he seemed a little bit better. He was playing t-ball out front in the front yard while we talked to the doctor. And again, what can the psychiatrist tell via telehealth? The doctor's like, hey, since you talked, started taking the medicine, have you been able to listen to your teacher more at school? How's a first grader going to answer that? Uh, yeah. Um, but the doctor said we can break the after. He gets a half a pill in the morning, half a pill in the afternoon. We can uh, break the afternoon pill in half. So it's a half dosage. And... Uh, he, he's he been better. He, he's still, uh, it's kind of goes up and down and um, still, still a little flat. And um, he's been getting pretty good reports at school. Um, he had a big tantrum two days ago on Monday because he didn't want to take a test. Um, my mom told me two days ago, you know, don't tell James this, but James told me that he thinks you guys love the babies more than him. Shit. And, it, 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 you know, we've tried and obviously not succeeded in making him feel special throughout this, but it's been tough through the pandemic with twins. Like the twins occupy a lot of attention and need a lot of attention. And, um, so that really hurts and bums me out. 
And so I talked to James two nights ago without mentioning that grandma told me. I was just like, you know, just because I spend a lot of time with the twins doesn't mean I like them more than you. And you're my firstborn. You are special and you will always be special. And I love all three of you, but you, you know, you're my special guy. And who do you think I'd rather spend time with right now? Seven-year-old James or two-year-old babies? And so I told my mom, you know, I'm going to start using you more to hang out with the babies so I can spend time with James. And so last night when they got back from um, his feelings doctor, I said, Grandma, can you watch the babies in Babyland? And I'm going to go play kinetic sand with James. And that was nice. And today I'm having Grandma watch the babies while I take James to horses with Grandpa. His horse riding, physical therapy. Um... So I need to up my game with James. And the babies are at an age now where it's hard to mess it up. Like, they don't need constant... Don't let them kill themselves. That's all you really got to do. And I'm super burnt out. So I think I've talked about how Heidi is going to go on a 50-mile, six-day trip to Yosemite. Uh, hike 50 miles in five days and acclimate for a day. Um, I'm in favor of it. It'll be good for her mental health to get away and get out into nature and get physical exercise. So good. Um, but she's like, well, I'm going to need to train for it. Fine. One, you know, hike a weekend. That's fine. Build up to it. So I thought that meant like three mile hike, four mile hike five-mile hike and build it up. Uh, this last Sunday, she was gone from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., a 10-freaking-hour day. And I'm like, I did not sign up for this. So you're, it's March. You're going in July. We are four months away, and you're already doing 10-hour hikes? Like that... Eh. So let's say we're four months away. You do this once a week. That's what, 16 weeks, 16 full days you're going to be gone on a hike training for this, plus the six days you're going to be gone on the actual trip. Like that, that I, I did not sign up to have you gone from us for 20 days. And you can train without doing a 10-hour hike. You know, fine, the, the month or so leading up to it, whatever. So that's been frustrating. Friday, I took James to Knott's. Saturday, we went whale watching. And then Sunday, she was gone all day. So it's like, it was a couple of intense days. And then I was in charge of both babies by myself all day. And then Monday, James had a meltdown because he's got a super wiggly tooth. And he didn't want to eat anything. And I'm like, well, you can't go to school if you don't eat anything. I'm not going to send you on an empty tummy and have you have a miserable day. And so he stayed home and I'm like, well, I'm not going to have your parents come over because they can't handle it when there's three kids and I don't get any work done because I'm having to stop you and grandpa from bitching at each other or whatever. So I was alone with all three kids on Monday and alone with them on Tuesday because I don't normally have help on Tuesday. So it's just been a, a rough stretch and, uh, I've, I've kind of come to realize in the last couple of weeks that 
I'm not doing so great, like, mental health-wise, like, loneliness. We've been in the pandemic for two years now, and so everybody's been isolated. But I, even longer, because leading into the pandemic, Heidi was on bed rest for six months. October of 2019 was when she went on bed rest, and I suddenly became essentially a single father taking care of a wife. And then Heidi was hospitalized in January, and so I've been pretty much isolated for two and a half years. I see my mom. I see Heidi's parents. I see Heidi's sister. And that's it, really. I've seen my best friend maybe four or five times in those two years. Um, and, you know, everybody's legit busy, plus the pandemic. So I get it. Um, but I, you know, Heidi goes to work and interacts with coworkers. So even though she doesn't hang out with friends, she still has human interaction with other people. And I have my Eastside coworkers that I can have virtual conversations with and chat with once or twice a week. Uh, but that's, you know, not real. That's different. And I don't coach football anymore, so I don't see anybody there. I don't work at a bar anymore and have coworkers. So it's really isolating, and I think it's starting to take a toll. Um, so I'm going to reach out to some friends and say, hey, you know, uh, the, the whole thing of, uh, hey, you want to hang out soon? That doesn't work, apparently, because we don't hang out because uh, people are busy. So what if we say, hey, once every eight weeks, once every two months, let's put a placeholder in a calendar and say, we're going to do something this weekend. And that way, <coughs> you know, shit doesn't get busy. And it, it, you know, I can call up somebody right now and say, hey, want to hang out this weekend? Oh, this weekend's busy. What about the next weekend? Well, I got this, this, and that the next weekend. What about the next weekend? It, so what if we just say, once every eight weeks, Let's hang out. Do something. I think that's a reasonable thing and an achievable thing. Uh, So I had a thought. James is turning seven. And I was five when I started watching Star Trek. And I I was born in 83. TNG came on in 87. I was four. I have distinct memories of seeing a like entertainment tonight story about next generation coming back for season two and there being a new doctor and uh, 10 forward and Whoopi Goldberg being new. And I remember being excited about it. So I had obviously watched some of season one with my dad and liked it. So if I liked next gen as a four and five year old, James turning seven, it's time he should be able to watch it. Now, we've watched lots of Star Trek, but I've picked and chosen episodes that are a little more exciting and aren't scary because he is easily scared. So, like, I would not show him the Armis episode uh, where the big goo kills Tasha Yar or um, anything with a scary space alien Uh, or a more. I showed him a measure of a man and he did not appreciate it at all because he's six um 
I remember what I watched all the from season two on, I watched every single episode. And even if it wasn't like super enthralling to a seven year old, I still liked it. So uh, I think we're going to watch one episode a week, maybe two. And I think right after we get done watching, I'm going to turn on the podcasting machine and get his opinion, see what he thinks. So that's going to be a segment in each episode. James reviews Star Trek. And I'm not going to start with TOS. I am not a big TOS fan. I think Philip J. Fry was very correct when he said, uh, 70 some odd episodes, about 30 good ones. It's true. Um, I don't know if it's the production values or whatever. I just have never vibed with TOS. I've seen the the like legendary episodes like Balance of Terror and... Eh, you know, I've never seen City on the Edge of Forever. Um, and James has seen a few TOS episodes. He's seen the Doomsday Machine. Um, yeah, we're going to start Encounter at Far Point, which he's seen already, but it's been a, a year or two. And uh, yeah, going to take it one at a time. So that's kind of exciting. So that is the latest Um Picard season two. Maybe I'll have a different episode about that and uh, we'll catch you soon.